Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again, both for our radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com. We're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world. We're glad you all could be with us as well. We're excited to welcome to our broadcast today Spike Adams. He's going to be talking to us about his son, Clayton Adams, and the book that I had a chance to read called The Mask. It is a powerful book that I think so many people can take lessons away from. We'll talk to Spike not only about what he hopes that the audience is able to take away not only from the book, but also about his son's life and experiences that he wants you all to know about as well. If you guys have not heard of the book, The Mask, I'm going to remind you how you can get your own copy of the book, too. But, Spike, thank you so much again for the time. Really appreciate you being with us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, the pleasure is definitely all mine, Spike. And I have to say, when I was uh, was first got the email about what you were doing with, you, with your family and, and publishing your son's book, um, I was I was definitely intrigued by it. And then when I actually read it, I mean, there's so many powerful lessons. First of all, we should let our audience know your son Clayton wrote this book as a teenager. So I want to ask you about that. I mean, what was it like for you when you initially read The Mask yourself? Uh, that's a good question. You know, when uh, Clayton was 16 years old, and he didn't write it for any school assignment, there was a reason he wrote it. And I think it had to deal with the bullying he had experienced in his life. But initially, when I read that, I was just so moved. I thought it was so powerful. I just remember reading the ending, and I just exclaimed, wow, Clayton, this, yeah. this is just great. And my wife had the, the same reaction. And, you know, we're just proud parents when we, what we saw what he had created. Um, he was a gifted uh, writer. Um, he loved writing. He loved reading. Um, he just loved um, exploring um, ideas. He was passionate about um uh, the individual and uh, and rights and so many different things. So I mean, it, it was it was a uh, it was just a beautiful beautiful um, story he had put together. Essentially, an allegorical um, fantasy that explores uh, bullying and 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 body image and uh, and I think society's species definition of he had a message that he wanted to get out there <laughs> he, he did a great job too right I, I totally agree and I, I agree with you too when I got to the ending I'm like okay it was like the end of a, of a television episode like okay what happens next <laughs> like, you know what what happened <laughs> you know, um, let, let, me, yeah. let me tell you something Cyrus. I had comment for some some folks who after they got to the ending, they said, you know, are there pages missing? <laughs> you know, and, and was searching for the ending. And others, like I had some reviewers, um, I, I don't know if it was Kirkus Review or Forward Review or which of, for the indie self-publishing um, reviewers, essentially they said it was a superb open ending. And 
And it's one commented, he said, it is, you know, although the story stops at that place, like a cliffhanger, um, one other reviewer said it's, the, you know, an excellent starting point for parents and teachers to have with their, their kids about the most um, human and elusive um, uh, human traits, um, kindness, compassion, integrity, and, and courage. And he did that for a reason. He, he wanted to start a conversation, and he wanted right. people to think. And he wanted to have folks explore and take this um, this message and talk with their kids and, and about important things in, in their lives. And it's a great way, you know, for, for parents to get their kids to open up really about what's going on in their lives, not, not just what's going on outside their lives, like socially, but what's their inner world like? Yeah, and, and what have they experienced? Have they been bullied? Do they suffer from any 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 kind of depression or anxiety, you know? And um, yeah, and, and, and Clayton does does a great job. Right now, Spike. One thing that I know that our audience may not know is that uh, that your family lost Clayton. And I, yes. I think that the thing is, and as you alluded to, uh, as we were just talking there, I mean, one of the things that he dealt with was bullying. And so I, I want to ask you something so personal. Um, was it an easy decision for you and the family, Spike, to make to, for one, to share Clayton's story, but also to literally share his words? Yeah, you know, it. there was no hesitation really on my part. I have to say, um, well, let me just say, uh, Clayton suffered from a, a major depressive disorder. And uh, he took his his life at the age of of uh, 21. And I know around the areas of um, mental health issues and um, and and suicide, there's a lot of taboo, there are a lot of stereotypes, a lot of problematic uh, thinking about when when somebody takes his life or suffers from a, a mental illness. But what I thought I I could do with this book. I mean, it, it, it we created as a dedication and a tribute to, to really Clayton. You know, we wanted to create a legacy um, for him. But we also wanted um, people um, to, to know that there are other people who have lost, who have suffered, and, and who have um, been able to heal. And essentially, we, our family, it's been seven plus years since his death, we're still healing, and we will right. grieve Clayton forever, you know, but essentially we wanted um, to to share that with the world so that maybe someone reading this story, um, maybe it could, you know, open up a whole new world for them. Maybe it even could save somebody's life, you know, if a parent takes this and really sits down with his kids and start talking, because they have to, I, I really hope folks know, I mean, that. There are really, you know, uh, studies out there that show that bullying, you know, can, um, you know, it, it, it can um, increase the, the, the number of uh, suicidal ideations and suicide. Now, I know folks have said to me, do you think Clayton took his life because he was bullied? And for what I've been able to find, you know, I don't think that was the case, 
although I'm familiar with trauma and bullying, is traumatic, you know, but what I, I say to people, like Clayton took his life, but it was his mental illness that, that, that killed him. You know, and I, I, and I wanted to take away, you know, any kind of if folks out there somewhere have lost someone or have been bullied, that they talk about it, that they share it with others, that they know that that, that they're not alone. Um, and I just think it's awful. I mean, it just you, you know, anywhere in the in the country today where school is operating, you, if someone is getting bullied in some form, some fashion. And 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 it can be devastating to their their self esteem, their self image, and their ability to be successful in school. And hopefully, Clayton, you know, helps somebody um, succeed in their life in some fashion. Right. And again, I, I do appreciate um, Spike your your sharing that. And again, for being a part of the show today, you know, I, I my radio audience knows this. Spike, I don't think you know this. I myself am a suicide attempt survivor. So when I was first oh. pitched this 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 um, about the book, of course, it was a personal resonance for myself. And I've used my platform now over the years to be able to share a bit of my story. And so I was very excited and honored to be able to speak with you. And to let you know how much, again, now, I had said yes to the chat with you before I read the book, but after I read the book, I think people will feel such a connection there, Spike. And let me tell you from myself, from my own perspective, and I want our audience to really get this too, is that one thing we see from the main character, Mill, is that here's someone who has a good heart, and yet so many people don't see that because of how they perceive him. And and I, I love that, the idea of him realizing, especially when he has found love, and I'll talk around it so I don't spoil it, but that that he Mm -hmm. hopes that people can see beyond what other people see. Is that one of the messages that you hope people take away from that, you know, that, you know, we all have, we all have our flaws. We all have something that maybe, you know, we may not like, but people may be able to see beyond that and see, see our heart and see that we are, we are good. It's one of the messages that, that Clayton wanted to get across, you know, that, that is of utmost important, importance, it, it's not physical beauty. It's, it's inner beauty, you know, that yeah. truly counts. Um, I think it was Sahil Gibran, that, that, uh, the, the prophet, that said um, it, beauty is, is, is not in the face. Beauty is the light in, in the heart. And I remember there was a, a lady who read that, and she said after she read the ending, she said, Spike, you know, she said, I'm single, you know, but I, I'm, I'm looking to, to be in, in a relationship, and I truly hope that someone can love me for who I truly am. And, um, and, and, and that is, is, you know, like prophets and philosophers and, and and also movies have been made. Uh, uh, the Bible has talked about you know the inner beauty and and basically you know not judging somebody on, on the basis of his or her appearance. Don't stigmatize. Don't criticize. Don't you know try to look at the essence, the the the, the heart, and, and look to see how they act. Do they treat people with kindness? Do they treat people with respect and consideration? Do, do they have some kind of emotional resonance that connect with somebody who, 
you know, who is in, in distress. And too, and too often, you know, like if you're different in any kind of way, you know, that, you know, people will like bully you and pick on you and judge you and, um, and, and basically uh, humiliate you. And so, yeah, I think that was one of the bigger messages for, for, for Clayton there. You know, it's, it's the inner beauty that counts. It's the heart that counts. That's truly what matters. That's the beautiful thing in the world, a person's um, spirit, not how, they, not how they look. Because everyone knows the physical, <laughs> it's going to disappear. It's going to vanish. Right. But what's going to remain in the minds and hearts of people is like, how did I feel when I was in the presence of that person? How did that person treat me? Was that person kind to me? Was that person thoughtful to me? And we can give these kindnesses to people every day in the smallest ways. You know, like when they say, play it forward. You know, helping somebody carry their packages in, opening a door, smiling, seeing someone in distress, going over to them and say, you know, are you doing okay? Can I help in any way? You know, just extending themselves to do that. And, 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 and Cyrus, I appreciate you sharing that with me. I had no idea that um, you, you were a survivor. Right. Well, and and I and I I figured that uh, too, Spike, and and that I like I said I have been sharing it on my radio show, you know, for years because I think it is so important. I also think it, it's poignant for our audience to think about uh, Spike. One thing again, you don't know. I was twenty the last time I attempted, so it's something oh. I think that. And and again, for our audience, when my family, when I had to talk with my family about it, it was something they had no idea, no idea that I was even. You know, they didn't know what was going on. Uh, and so I think, you know, that's why these conversations are so important, which is why I really applaud you and, and your family. I know this is not an easy thing. It's not easy now, now 28 years later, for my mom to even talk about, you know, the fact that, yeah. you know, her oldest, you know, attempted to take his own life. But it, it, And I think that's the thing. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it may just yes. help somebody. You know, it, it may just help yeah. somebody. So what, you said something, though, and I, and I think about this myself uh, as well, again, mm-hmm. speaking from my perspective as a survivor and then having a platform like this, Spike. You said, it's, you know, it's been seven years and you're still healing. I think that's the thing a lot of people don't always get. And I tell people it is a process. You can't expect the very next day that everything's just going to be okay, right? What, what has that conversation been like for you to have with people about being okay with taking whatever time you need in your healing process? Oh, well, but yeah, I, I, all kinds of books. There's no rule book. There's no formula. There's no pat thing. People will heal in their own individual time. It's It's unique. And it's and it's extraordinarily um, personal. Um, the the healing process. I mean, I really have gone through a transformation to try to get my mind around a lot of different different things. And essentially, what the book meant for me in terms of my healing, I had to get to a place where somehow I made meaning out of my loss. And I remember reading something from uh, Finding Meaning, the Sixth Stage of Grief. It says, your, your loss is not a test, a lesson, something to handle, a gift, or blessing. Loss is simply what happens to you in life. 
Meaning is what you make happen. So I had to get to a place where I gave grief some kind of a meaning. And this has been healing for me. But at the same time, I, I did come across this quote, and, I, and, and, and it resonates with me. It's by uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. He says, the reality is that you will grieve forever. You will not get over the loss of a loved one. You will learn to live with it. You will heal and you will rebuild yourself around the loss you have suffered. You will be whole again, but you will never be the same, nor should you be the same, nor would you want to. And that's what I I know. Like, grief is my companion, but so is my boy Clayton. When I think about him, when I think about how beautiful he is, he is also my my companion too. He will always be with me. Is is this? I was curious about this, Spike, and I don't know the answer, so I have to ask: Is this part of the healing? Being able to have to not only to keep him alive in your heart, but to keep him alive in sharing his words and also sharing his story and what he meant to you. Ah, uh, yes. This is, I, I didn't realize as we were going along, initially when I started off, Cyrus, that's a great question. When I started off, essentially it was um, I wanted to create a legacy for him. I wanted the world to know Al Clayton. I wanted to know how gifted and beautiful um, he is. And essentially, as I went along, I realized that it was a healing for the entire family. Everybody got involved. I mean, because the book itself has won so many different awards, and 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 we have like just been so so happy and 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 so excited when we hear like one of the Kirkus reviews. I named it as one of the best children indie books of 2021, and it won the Eric Hopper won the category for middle grade reader, and it won like with finalists and other other books. But in the process of of of, of creating the best legacy I could for Clayton, I found this was and is a healing process for me. And but let me tell you this, and I'm sorry. I hope we're not running out of time. You no, you're asked, fine. You're fine. I, I overlooked this, and this is what's the most important thing for me. If I can make this happen, now there was a woman, uh, and I'll call her name is Bevan, and she just said, refer to as a social war warrior, librarian, in uh, this um, independent progressive school in Maryland. She read the mass, was so moved by it that she went to an eighth grade teacher said, you know, please read this. And he did. And he said, I'm going to make it part of um, an assignment for the eighth grade, um, two eighth grade classes and in, in, in I think language arts. And he sat on the floor, she sat on the floor, and they read the book. And afterwards they, they talked about the mass and what it meant to them. And a few other kids wrote um, letters, you know, to me. And one of them was saying, you know, the thing we had talked about, how it's important to be loved and find someone who will love you for who you are. And then also, I'm in Colorado, and there's a man, Michael Giles, who's the assistant superintendent of Cherry Creek Schools, 
and he knew the boys. Um, uh, Clayton has a, a twin um, uh, uh, brother, Dylan, and, and Evan. He knew them We're in middle school. So I went to Mike, and I said, Mike, you know, like, here's this book that Clayton wrote. It may be beneficial, maybe uni- uh, useful for some of your kids. So he said, okay, you know, I've got this advisory group for seniors and sophomores and juniors and freshmen, and, what I, uh, and, um, and we'll see what happens. So he told me that he talked about his relationship with, with Clayton and, and, and the boys. He said, you know, here's this book about the mass. He shared a little bit about that. And he said there are about 70 kids there who met. They're kind of like an advisory board to him. In fact, they said to him what they wanted to address was mental health issues. And wow. so Mike said afterwards, hey, well, if, you, uh, if you're interested, I can get a PDF to you. I can get a copy of the book to you. He said 55 students came up and asked to sign up for the book. So now I'm waiting to see because his, his message to them, read the book, tell me what you think, tell me how you think we can use it, and, and in what ways for other kids. And so that's what I'm hoping, that the book gets into classrooms and where folks are talking about. Because this is the way you really are going to do it. I mean, you can have all the kind of, you know, anti-bullying and, 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 and slogans and other kinds. But unless you take something that has some kind of, of meaning for someone that someone could relate to and start talking about their experiences then you can really start to get to a place where um, changes can can really be made, where where people can look and say, you know, I need to change my behavior, or I need help, or I need something. But that's what I'm hoping that that it gets into the schools. Yeah, well, definitely is something that is needed and and so powerful, Spike. So I, first, I just want to say again, you know, thank you to you and to your family for not only sharing Clayton's story, but also sharing this story, the the mask, because it is so important and so powerful, and it really does remind us all of our gifts. You know, just like we see with Meal in the book, uh, we see with your son Clayton and so many others out there who may not see their place, the, the fact that we can let them know they are seen and that we do appreciate them and what they have to offer the world. Again, everyone, Spike Adams has been our guest here. The book we've been discussing is called The Mask. You can find it on Amazon. Again, it's by his son, Clayton Adams. It's Clayton Marshall Adams on Amazon. You guys can find it there. If you guys are joining us online, we actually have the link for Amazon, actually with the liner notes of this chat. You all can be able to go there. Uh, Spike, do you have a website or anything you'd like to share with our audience? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's – cjsparrowpublication.com. So, you know, I, I created that name, cjsparrowpublication.com, because Clayton loved Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> That's why I used that name. And if you go to the website, there are 20 discussion questions that we developed that parents and teachers um, can, can use with, the, with students and their kids. So, um yeah, and I, I'm hoping, yeah, and also you'll, you'll read about all the praise awards and you'll read a little bit about Rohan Daniel Eason. Did you like the illustrations, Cyrus? Oh, um, love the illustrations. Love the illustrations. Yeah, yeah. And there's a little bit about um, uh, Rohan, you know, in there, in there as well. So. All right. 
Well, Spike, again, hope we can stay connected. I definitely would love to stay in touch. Anything that we can do here with our platform and here on the radio side here in Mississippi, feel free to let us know. And looking forward to our next conversation together. Oh, thank you. Hey, it has been a pleasure. This has been a blessing. Thank you so much, Cyrus. Truly appreciate it. Love it. Appreciate you. Thank you again for the great work. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thing as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let us go make today amazing. Take care.